Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 90. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to Positive Productivity. I am so happy you're here. And today I am thrilled to have Tanya Paxit, personal brand marketing mentor from the Truthpreneur LLC with us. Tanya, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so looking forward to everything that we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. I'm excited too. Listeners, I had to shut down our pre-show chat just a little bit because the content was just so awesome that I didn't want to lose any of it here. So Tanya, I'm going to go right into what we were talking about right before the show. In Tanya's response to my question, please share why you would make a great guest on Positive Productivity. I loved how she absolutely said, I am concerned with value in people before money. Can you go back to what our discussion pre-show and share what you said? Because it is just so loaded with awesomeness. <laughs> I um well we spoke about a lot of things in a matter of just a couple seconds, right? It's crazy oh, how time we, flies. We totally uh, did. Yeah. But in, uh in your home first is what I'm thinking about. Yes, yes. So essentially when I do a lot of uh training for the marketplace leaders and we develop their brand, a lot of individuals will say, I want to go international and I wanna go, you know, statewide or US or however it might be. And and normally my first response is, how is your home life? And they'll say, well, wh- wait, what? <laughs> and I say, look, the first step is your home first. And then, you know, your church, your community, however you serve there. And then you can start reaching out in that ripple effect. But, you know, I would always teach my children and myself, we would actually, right even before Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we would actually go to deliver toys or to homeless shelters or to feed. And I actually had a group of 150 entrepreneurs in my local community that had started and I would get them to volunteer as well. And so I always believed that you have to lead first to be an influencer to start in your home first. Impact before income, right? Absolutely. That's just a, I always say that the income is just an absolute given. It has to come when you have the right intention and the right heart. But whenever you're doing the income first, your intention is not pure. And so people can feel that and you're not likely going to create that income that you want. How did you come to this style of thinking or to this thought process? Was it something that you always had? And maybe I better follow. This is a two-part question. I'm sorry. Chronic idea disorder sort of gives you like multiple questions at one time. (laughs) (laughs) Could you share your journey with me and the listeners? How did you come to be where you are now? When it came to business or? Yeah, when it came to your business. I mean, okay. you're, you're welcome to share anything more than that. But I, <laughs> I am so intrigued by this whole thought because personally, I was chasing money before passion for the longest <laughs> time and I was winding up broken, unhappy. So right. I love that you're putting impact and passion before profit. So yeah. Well, you know, 
I had to train myself, and a lot of it is biblically, but I had to, and self-development and mentor, yielding to a mentor. That was really huge for me. I had to yield to a mentor. And the biggest thing is I had to release myself, honestly, from any result. Because the only result that I truly, truly wanted was to impart a piece of myself into someone else that I could create impact and leave a legacy. And so I had to reverse engineer what I wanted at first and realize that money and all those other things are just a byproduct of yielding to why you're created. And so, you know, I started off in corporate America and, you know, I had many opportunities to grow there and, You know, I just, there was a a major death. My first spouse, my high school sweetheart, was killed in a hit-and-run motorcycle accident. And at that point, it really shifted my entire life. And I said, you know what? Who cares? (laughs) Like, in the grand scheme of things, really, what is it going to matter? Because money, you don't necessarily, yeah, you can leave that behind, but what impact is it really going to make as opposed to a message? You know, wisdom. And leaving those things behind will make a bigger impact. And at that point, I had to really take a look at that. And that's kind of what shifted a lot of my perspective. And But I did, you know, struggle a bit. I mean, I, I had to push past that thinking because I'm going to say this briefly that we're trained this way. We're trained to think about money before anything else. Think about it. When we're in, in school, even from young age, what is it always that we're taught? If you go to school so you can go to get a better job, to get better money, and you know, then go buy the material things that you want. We're never really trained to step into the call that we have on our life, no matter what that cost is. And I'll say this, I learned even this, Mother Teresa, she made over a hundred million dollars with 30 books. And she, how much? A hundred million? Yeah. Oh, with wow. 30, I, with 30 never, books. I've never associated Mother Teresa with money. You would never think that, but that's how she was able to make a lot of the different impact. And she, you know what? She was downloaded. She had the wisdom. She said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. The strategy was given. I'm going to write books. So I could write books, but still pursue what I want to pursue, which is, you know, helping the community and, and being that figure. She won a Nobel Peace Prize. So many things have happened. Now that was a byproduct of her just expressing her wisdom. She didn't ask for, do- you know, all these donations. They just gave because she, you know, stewarded over and did those things. And, and you know, there's so many things you can find online about it, but we're trained this way from high school, from young And we're never, the funny part is we're never taught how to manage our money, really. So we kind of go on this crazy, you know, thing. And then we're not productive in our life, period. Because, you know, productivity essentially is searching for a focal point, a destination that you're going to, and aligning the things, you know, activities and things like that in life that are going to get you to that point. You're completely blowing my mind. And just (laughs) this past summer, actually, I... Um, so about nine months ago, I was first introduced to Danielle Laporte. And previous, just previous to that, I was really in probably the, one of the worst spots in my life just because my business wasn't going where I wanted it to because I was all about money. I have to be honest, I had a, a business coach, not my current business coach, but I had a coach who was all about money. So what's going to make you money right now, Kim? You know, forget about if it's anything that I'm passionate about. And that's such a wrong approach. And 
when I read, to some I went backwards, but I read the desire map first and it was huge, eye-opening. But I'm also, I'm a Christian, so finally when I got back to reading the Bible and finding my spiritual side all together, everything shifted. And you know how people say there's like that aha moment? Yeah. That's the closest I will ever come to singing on this show. You're so funny. Nobody wants to hear me sing. I'll get automatic unsubscribes. But that was, that was really it. And everything started right. to change. So where did it go then after after the death of your husband? How What path did you start taking then? Well, at that point, you know, I, I decided, okay, life is too short. What am I going to leave behind for, for my children? And what impact am I going to be able to make? And, and really, you know, when I look at what I do as a branding mentor, I essentially realize that people are not coming for just you know, the graphics and understanding their clarity and their moments and all these things, what they're coming for essentially is a search for significance. And so that grabbed me. And when I really understood that, that really pushed a lot forward. Now, I did a lot of different things. I was a professional photographer for many years and I did affiliate marketing and a little bit of everything because I was trying to figure out exactly where I was going. And I, I really didn't have that guidance. And But I just went out and I said, okay, well, let me try it. Let me do it. And didn't really know where to look or anything. So that's what I did. I just started, I heard somebody, a lot of people saying I had a very good talent in photography. I had taken photography when I was younger. I loved graphics and creative. So I started going, which is very important. If anybody listening, I started taking a program. I went to school and I got education on it. I didn't just say, hey, guess what? (laughs) I'm going to go call myself a professional photographer. So I started on that journey. And then eventually, you know, I started, I had one person that met me for breakfast and she started, you know, talking to me. And then all of a sudden it became three and then it became seven. And then it became, we took over the restaurant at like 11 people. And then at that point they had a meeting room that we just, we would have breakfast with each other at once a month and everybody would pay and they would come. And we grew to over 150, you know, coming and going essentially entrepreneurs that, we affected the community. I would have family day and I would, you know, we had times that we would go and help. There was a family that was struggling. And so we went and helped rebuild their basement. We worked with multiple places. And and so, you know, we did things like that. And so that's kind of that little journey. And then uh, once my neck was hurting, my back was hurting, everything was going insane. I was like, I can't do this for this long. Weddings and just headshots and magazines. I couldn't, it was just too much. And I didn't want that lifestyle anymore. So many people ask, many people say, okay, I'm going to build my business. But my always, my question always is what lifestyle do you want? So we know how to build your business. And so the lifestyle I wanted needed to shift because I wasn't doing things And I wasn't building that way. And I wasn't about to shift my lifestyle. I was going to make my business shift, not my lifestyle that I wanted. So I went ahead and I, you know, had to figure that part out and started going on that journey and and really identifying where I want to go. And that's how I got online and I started shifting things online. But, you know, you had mentioned this one thing about, you know, you're one of your coaches or so on and so forth. And, you know, saying, okay, how can you create money? And we already identify that money makes the world go round in a lot of different areas. And in order to make impact, you do need financials, right? You, you need to eat and you need those things. But one thing I realized why a lot of people approach this this way is because when you're drowning, what do you think about? You think about air. You don't think about that you're in a pool, that it's pretty shallow, that you could bounce up, that somebody, you don't see their hand coming out to you. You don't see the opportunities to breathe. You just know, I want air. So a lot of times we have to get people past the part of drowning first 
so they can understand and see the opportunities and then be able to say, okay, I'm going to grab that hand or I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to take a gap of air, you know, when I pop back up or however the case may be. And so sometimes that's why coaches or individuals will will get there because most people will not receive anything until you get them past a certain point of thinking. Because then even if you were to get them anywhere past that without producing income, they're going to have like that ADD and well, they're not really helping me produce. And they're not realizing the results that they're getting mentally and that that is worth more than anything because people can take everything away from you, but they could never take your experience or your knowledge. That's so deep and no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about the shallow part of the pool, but no, you're right. But what if the change came from helping them make that little bit of money off of what they're passionate about instead of, you know, in the wrong direction. But I need to back up on you just a second. I love how you just said shifting your business instead of shifting your lifestyle. Can you talk more about that? Because I've realized, and I'm really trying to course correct, I've started reclaiming my nights and my weekends. Good for you. (laughs) But it's just so hard, right? Because you're your business just starts to creep into everything. I mean, if you're not careful, you've got your smartphone next to your bed and you start hearing the notifications Mm -hmm. at two o'clock in the morning and then it takes over everything. (laughs) So let's back up to that. Okay. So essentially what uh, my husband and I had to do, we have our children and what we had to do is just sit down and we had to say, what is our end result? I believe that God put you together in marriage for a purpose. It's not just for, you know, sexual pleasures and fun and children and family and, you know, just travel. It's not just that. There is a union, a purpose in every relationship. Even with your children, there is a purpose behind it. And so we had to sit down and say, what are our non-negotiables for our family? Because see, anything that you do repeatedly, and this also handles a lot with productivity in your daily tasks, are going to yield something right? And so the really the big shift in, in our mind is what were we doing that was yielding us the result that we had? And what was the result we wanted? And then reverse engineer and start taking out the things that were giving us the result that we did not want. Because everything, everything that we do repeatedly will eventually manifest into something. And so we sat down and we said, what are our non-negotiables? I don't care if it was getting my nails done so I could feel great when I'm on live or or whatever for my blue hair, you know, getting my hair done. My husband's, you know, shaving and and my children's, you know, shape-ups. Financially, what were our non-negotiables? And then couple-wise and family-wise, what were our non-negotiables? And then what we did from there is if we said, okay, we're going to go on a date, so on and so forth, this time we're going to have family day on Saturdays, whatever it is, I would take out my calendar. And a lot of times my husband, have we have a shared calendar as well on, on our phone for the Google, but I have my written planner because I like to write. So I took the non-negotiables and I blocked it out before I did anything else, before I, I scheduled podcasts, speaking engagements, writing my book. I don't care what it was. That had to come first because I had to realize that influence started in my home. And so what was that? Even my time with God, everything I had to figure out and put that into my non-negotiables. Eventually, I know it's uncomfortable to plan everything in the first beginning part. And I used to have alarms on my phone to remind me, all types of stuff. But I had to start something, as uncomfortable as it might be. And 
I remember in corporate America, I'd, I'd always give excuses. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'd be like, I have to take off because I have a doctor's appointment and my child is sick. And I'd go on this long rant to try to justify why it was valid that I was taking off. Yes. And I brought that into my work. I'm so sorry. You know what? I have to take my kids on a thing. So I can't do that appointment. And it's like, that is irrelevant. They don't need to know that. They just need to know you have an appointment. So I said, you know, I'm sorry. I'm completely booked on Saturday. I didn't tell them that that was my family day, that that was, that meant a lot for my kids. And that's why I couldn't do it. I didn't sound needy. I, I, I literally took my whole mind and said, I am disconnecting from the result. If they don't want to work with me, they don't want to work with me. If you want to work with me, you're going to stick with me and you're going to do according to my schedule or however the case may be. So I had to remove myself from any results in the end. So when I did that, I literally let go of that burden of having to produce income or that burden of having to chase after clients or anything. I no longer began chase. I no longer chased anymore because I was aligning. You know, in, in God, there's order in everything that we do. Order. And the minute you don't have order, and I, I say order and not balance for a reason, but the reason why we have order is to make sure that things flow. And so the minute I put my family ahead and the, the responsibility of my children's lives ahead, everything was beautiful. I'd go on Monday mornings. I'd take off the weekend. I'd go on Monday mornings and I have a slew of conversations and emails and people who want to book with me and my calendar and things like that. And that was it. I wasn't lazy now. When I had to work, I worked. I focused. I was productive. I, I had my timer set and I had certain things that I needed to do, but that's what we, my husband and I did. We just said, okay, what is that end result? And we set non-negotiables. We scheduled those first and we were not moved. We were not shaken and we were not in a mindset of poverty that, you know, if I don't do this, because I had been on enough appointments to realize that it didn't matter. Every time I, I moved past and I gave people that leniency, they didn't book with me anyway. Because I had no authority. I didn't set the frame to say how valuable it is to work with me right. when I can just, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And taking what you've just been saying directly, I mean, I've stopped. I, I've tried to stop. I can't say I'm 100%, but I've really tried to stop responding to emails after a certain point of day. It can't always be 5 o'clock Eastern because I do have clients on the West Coast or around the world, you know, that are still working. But when you... Build that expectation that you're always going to be answering emails all night and on weekends. It's what they come to expect. So I know it's scary, but people can wait. Absolutely. It's not my fault that you're international. Right. I, I can't. You hired me because you wanted me. You knew when you hired me that I was East Coast. I can't yield to that. We, when we came to a contract, I like to say agreement. When we came to this agreement of relationship, okay, relationship. We agreed that I was a fit for you and you were a fit for me and we would go ahead and we would have that relationship together. But I told you as well that I am Eastern time. I told you what I would require of you. So if you come back to me and tell me that this is not fitting your schedule, that is not my problem. I am being schooled in the best way possible. <laughs> right? Well, I'm just podcast. saying. <laughs> I mean, your emergency is not my emergency. And your emergency is nine times. I learned this a long time ago. Your emergency is... Literally 10 times out of 10, you procrastinating. And that is definitely not my issue. I love people. I do. And I love my students. I have such a connection with my students, but I don't give sloppy love either because that's not going to help you grow. I hold you to a standard of excellence and I will not, re I refuse to lower my standard 
because of your inconsistencies. That's why you hired me. Anna, you better watch out for my husband. He's going to come and find you and give you a big hug and say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He told me a couple years ago now, be the bonsai, baby. There you go. Well, I've started to, like, I've really been a lot better about embracing it. Listeners, I know this is a positive productivity podcast. That does not mean I'm perfect. And I am really trying to embrace everything that everybody talks about and all the lessons that I even try to preach. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm still human and I still have learning to do on my own. However, he said, be the bonsai. If it's cut off the weaker branches, Mm -hmm. let the stronger ones grow. But you, you are totally right. My prospects know what time zone I'm in unless I allow them Mm -hmm. to have that space. Wow. I can hear light bulbs going off all over the listening globe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, listeners, when you want to go and, you know, say huge thanks to Tanya, you can find the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP090. And there you'll find any links and resources that we talk about in this episode. Not that we're wrapping up yet, but (laughs) I know you want to get in touch already. So I'm going to back us up for a second because you said, you know, balance is a completely different thing. And I love that because I think I agree with what I, yeah, that came out totally wrong. If I know what you're talking about, I agree. So could you talk about what you were saying? Hey, positive productivity. Seriously, I sometimes I have trouble thinking or getting words out of my mouth. What are your thoughts about balance? Does it exist? Can it exist? And yeah, you just take it from here. I don't think so. I personally don't. When I look at the, I'm a very big word and definition person. So, you know, when I look at the context, the what the word actually means, it means to evenly, obviously, evenly distribute something, right? Like weight or, you know, you could do actions or, or whatever the case may be. I don't think that's possible because if I say that God is a jealous God, things there's, I have to spend time there. And then there's t- times that I have to give more to my marriage than in my business. And then there's more times that I have to give more to my business and I work late and I have to kind of excuse myself from, you know, I have to say, honey, I'm going to be working late for the next couple of days. I got to finish some stuff. You know, can you make sure that dinner's cooked and so on and so forth and just kind of help me out or whatever. And then there's times that I say, absolutely not. I, there's no business. There's no nothing. My kids come first. I'm going to go ahead. Like uh, last year, we took a, a whole month off, whole month, just went and traveled and hung out with the kids. And that was it. Oh, we um, need to have a whole nother episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we just left and um, we went out and then finally we were like, hey, let's just stay longer. And I, I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I have like maybe a little few things that I have to do that that were scheduled, but I'll just go ahead and just pre-record or do whatever and then knock them out. So there was like one or two times I went to the coffee shop or something and, and did some work or whatever. But other than that, we were in an RV and on our family property and hung out and traveled and saw the family and stuff like that. So we had a good time. So I, I just don't believe that you can absolutely evenly distribute everything, everything. Like, like there was a time that last year I went into a lot of health issues and I realized that I had to cut out soy and gluten, like just the wheat aspect, just a bunch of stuff. And so I also had surgery. I had a major hysterectomy and some other added stuff. And so with all that, how can you keep balance? That pressure of having to be balanced always in my mind always came to that perfection of of evenly weighing everything out. And it couldn't be. I had to give time for myself to recoup. And then I had to say, if if 80% is that time and working out and staying healthy, then what am I going to, what comes next? Like what has to come next? 
and I had to prioritize. And so I, I don't always believe in balance. That's just me personally. I'm just one that really looks at the definitions and the, and the things of words. And I think that I know that whenever you say balance, it stresses people out because they feel perfection. They feel, you know, you have to, everything has to be equal. And you know what I mean? Now I get the whole fairness, justice, that that's a different kind of aspect when you look at balance in the world and things like that. But I just don't quite believe in it. Oh, Not for your life. <laughs> no, I agree. So it's interesting that you just said fairness and justice because I'm picturing one of those balances in my head. But instead of having <laughs> the two sides, I'm seeing like four or five different plates. I don't even know what they're called. You know, circling around it. And at any given time, it could be a little bit heavier on one of those. But you yeah. do really just have to go where you're needed. But taking taking into account what you need personally first. Exactly. Going back to making an impact and seeing how you can become an authority in your home and in your local community and then out there on the web, I'm just going to use a personal example. Above okay. my desk, I have a whiteboard with all the different areas of my business that I'm trying to grow. For example, the podcast. Listeners, I will not deny that I would love to have sponsors as of when this episode releases. I don't know if that will happen yet. So that is one part of my whiteboard is mm-hmm. the podcast and a, and a hope for what I will make per episode for sponsors. And then there's other things that I'm working on, like the planner and the app. Do you believe that when people are mapping out their business like that, should it have a financial value attached to it or leave that off the map? Don't worry about it. Just be concerned with the product that you're producing and the impact that you're making. No, absolutely put a monetary value. Absolutely. There's two reasons. One, write down what you're going to do with that money. Okay. Write down what you're going to do with that money. When, when you say, okay, I want to make 20,000, you know, off my course, let's just say, or one-on-one or whatever you're going to do. Let's just say that's 20,000 is a figure. Break it down. What does that 20,000 mean to you? Put meaning behind the money. It's not just, I want to make 20,000. See, whenever we do goals, we always do goals in the sense of, I want to, I'm going to reach 20K, but why? For what? What are you going to do to do that? So you want a podcast that is sponsored for what? You want to have three sponsors this month. And how are you going to do that, right? By the different projects that you have. But what is the purpose of having three sponsors? You want to have three sponsors so you could make 10 grand a month and then be able to do what? you know, given to your community. You want to take 10% or give, you know, 3000 to a nonprofit locally. You want to go ahead and you want to fund your next book that comes out, or you want to have those so that way you can have your planner paid for or whatever the case. We have to put accountability in our goals. And many times when we do goals, we don't do that. And we also, while it's not money driven, we need to also understand that money has a weight and it has a value and it has a purpose. And you'll attract that money with your stewardship and you'll have that because you'll have a motivation to say, I want to make this because I want to do this. And when you put that emotional attachment, when you put that understanding, that goal to it, you have a purpose behind what you're doing. See, whenever, exactly. And and that's what it is. It's almost like when we say prayers and it's like, I'm going to pray for, you know, um, financials. Well, why are you praying for financials? So you could do what? Do you think that it's just going to rain down financials? We have the power to create wealth. So we create it, but what are we creating it for? Because everything has a purpose. And so when you really put a purpose behind it, you know, I think some people like they can go to the extreme 
right? And say, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about money at all. It's really about the, you know, the person and the value and oh, the sweet spot and the good feelings and, you know, say Sarah, Sarah, which is great. I agree. Always put the person first and your intentions make it pure, but do more, you know, think about more than just that. Think about how you're going to be able to impact more people with the finances that you're going to make. And when you think about it that way, your intention is still absolutely pure. I mean, I have, I have, you know, students that I work with and I'm always looking at how I could bless them and over deliver always, but that comes with financials as well. And I can't be silly to, to not think that. Right. I mean, cause you know, I like to just send flowers. Um, you know, I had my assistant and she was so struggling with her tooth and where she lives, it was a big struggle. So my husband and I paid for her dental. Like that is the impact that we want to make. Now, do I care about the financials? No, not really, but I know that it's necessary. But I didn't go out trying to pursue financials. I pursued the legacy and the compassion and leading influentially, and that attracted it. So I do believe that you should put, you know, certain aspects of financials and things like that so you can keep your vision going. Where's your book on this? <laughs> You're recording it. You didn't know? Once you give it to me, I'm going to get it. It's my transcription. <laughs> you can have it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, shortly after, hopefully, you'll be able to find this on the Amazon. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, wow. We are not going to break this up into multiple segments. I'm making the executive decision that you're coming back again. You have no choice. Okay. <laughs> this has been fantastically awesome. What are you working on right now that you would really love for listeners to know about and where can they find you? So they can find me at thetruthpreneur.com or you can just go to any form of social media and hit the truthpreneur. I actually just, I do have a planner that actually came out and I took a different spin to that. So it's like a four in one planner and that could be bit.ly forward slash four in one planner and they can check that out there. And I give a, a course as well on that, like a mini course. But for the most part, where where I'm headed right now in, in business is I love the impact and I love the, the beauty of working one-on-one -on -one, uh, with people uh, live. And so I've actually transitioned to be able to have like an Airbnb around here and get that property. And I'm going to be inviting individuals for an immersion. And so they'll have three days fully with me and they'll have the opportunity to have their headshots and all the, the physical part of the branding done as well. But it's going to be mostly geared towards the mental state and um, breaking them through so they can really identify where they're called and how they operate according to their personality. I am so huge on personality types so that they can really understand that. So we're going to have that three-day immersion with me. So that's going to be coming out. That's awesome. And Listeners, again, all of these, all of the links will be in the show notes. I was actually just trying to find the planner and I won't even tell you how many different links I came across with the four in one bit.ly link. So we're going to put that in the, the show notes, but because of that bit.ly.com forward slash four, the number four, uh -huh. the number four in the number one planner. Yeah. I tried that one too. The first one I tried was something about Denver schools being closed. So yeah, that's why show notes are so necessary, listeners. If you're trying to do a podcast, make sure you've got them. Exactly. So I am so excited learning more about your your immersion. That sounds absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much again for being here. You've completely blown my mind in multiple ways. I thought I was already taking back nights and weekends, but you just helped me even so much more. Do you have any closing 
thoughts you'd like to share with the listeners before we go? Let's see. You know, honestly, it business is a journey. It becomes a part of your lifestyle and how you run. And you're always excited to do what you love to do. And you should always, you know, obviously step into like what we spoke about before, doing what you love to create income and, and to monetize it. But, you know, while you're doing that, don't forget to live and make sure that you put priorities and non-negotiables in your life. Because in the end, you know, your legacy does carry on the strongest with your family and your community. And so just look at that and then look at the aspect of how you could be such an impact and, and not be selfish in the world to just lead with value. I know a lot of people are so struggling on giving their content away for free and wondering how they're going to make money. And so they hold back the best parts of them that would really attract people to them and help people break free. So I'm just going to encourage, don't care about the end result. Just live your message. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.